Hi, it's Jesse, and this is a shout out to everyone who jumped on JoeFresh.com to get my limited edition matching family collection. It's been selling so fast. The baby romper, the kid set, and the dress are my obsessions for the summer. I am loving seeing them on your kids, and they're so affordable. The toddler dress is $16. That's why I bought 10 and smuggled them back into the U.S. illegally for my friend's kids. I shouldn't have said that on a recorded medium. Anyway, the Jesse Collection is out now in select stores and at JoeFresh.com. Get it before it's gone. Or before I'm gone. To jail. This week on Phone a Friend. BravoCon happened. What the f*** is BravoCon? The DILF of the year has been voted on and crowned. Another celebrity wants you to rent their house. And Selling Sunset Season 7 is out, so I'm calling OG cast member Mary to ask questions that are none of my badass business, Betches. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm not going to do this. It's, I'm an adult. I have work to do. I have a reputation to uphold. I don't want to have a heart attack at the age of 43. Rearrange your face. It's an all-new episode, and it starts now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Girl, let's phone a friend with Jesse. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Phone a Friend. I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jason, my producer. Hello. Hi. Big week. Jason. Big week for us. Yeah, we actually had to interrupt our own conversation about selling Sunset Season 7 to begin the <laughs> podcast. Like, we have just been talking for the last 15 minutes about Chrishell and Nicole. And anyways, Selling Sunset Season 7 premiered. And because this podcast has become the unofficial Selling Sunset after show, I am phoning Selling Sunset star, one of the few original cast members, badass business bitch, Mary Fitzgerald, who I believe is now Mary Bonet. 
right? In a post-marriage to Romaine landscape. Mm-hmm. She is Mary Bonet. And she's going to tell me everything about the drama, the behind-the-scenes tea, and her, spoiler alert, pregnancy. Like, uh, this is going to be a great call. Jason, you finished the season. Yeah. Mary's an OG. Mary was like... Mary's like before Chriselle. Mary's before Chriselle, and Mary's the only one who is hanging on to any form of business casual attire, okay? Right. Mary, yes, she's bringing cleavage, but at least it's in some kind of a suit. And maybe it is a backless suit, but at least it's a suit. She's hanging on to some version of professionalism, and we love her for it. I have been binging the season, and wow, it's messy. Yeah, All of the girls that we've had on this show, Amanda, Nicole, Brie, are like supervillains. One of them slept with Michael B. Jordan. Like, there's so much to discuss. (laughs) And I'm going to force Mary to talk to me about all of it. I am the Andy Cohen of the Selling Sunset Universe. Is that fair to say, Jason? You really are, actually. Thank you so much. And we will get to BravoCon. But first, shall we play Where in the World is Jesse Crookshank? Jesse Crookshank. Uh, I recorded in LA last week. Then I flew to Calgary for three days, then home for one day. And I am now recording this in Toronto. <laughs> recording in yet another super profesh hotel room pillow fort. Uh, <laughs> I am here to do a shoot and then host a really fun holiday event with Lobla and Joe Fresh. And so last night, as part of this Joe Fresh collection launch, I went to a Kesha concert for work. You know, Jason, because I was texting you photos throughout the concert. Yeah. They asked me, they were like, hey, can you fly out early to go to the launch? And I was like, "Uh, yeah, I don't think so. It's tough for me to leave the kids with Evan, even just for an extra day. And they said, Kesha is performing at the launch. And I said, (laughs) yes, I will be there. They were like, did you want to check with your family? I said, nope, get me on that plane a day early. Because this is a Kesha Forward podcast. We celebrate everything Kesha. We celebrate the the highs, the lows, the, the first times being dumped. We've talked about her in the context of Pitbull. We, I believe we've played Timber on this mm-hmm. show. You know, Definitely. the criminally underappreciated ballad praying. I believe she's making money off of the streams that I have generated just from talking about this song. She is squarely in the Phone of Friends cinematic universe. How could I not see her live? You, I know, have seen her live, right? Yeah. I Oh, I often say... Yes. The Kesha Pitbull concert was one of my favorite shows I've ever been to. It was so much fun. This is C. And Jason has been to everything. Yeah. So if he's telling you this, I mean, I got... I felt the same way. Like, the entire show... I, I can only describe my feeling as being like just the high note she hits in praying. Like that's how I felt the entire time she was on the stage. Like that energy was just surging through my body, even though FYI, she didn't hit the high note. Oh. She she didn't. She just blew right through it, didn't even attempt to hit that high note. So that was the one dose of disappointment. But you forget Kesha has banger after banger. Can I take a moment to do a little Kesha okay, Jason? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Because you, she started with TikTok. Okay. Right? Let's get to the chorus. See the sunlight. And then I forgot. 
Because your laugh, your laugh, your laugh is my drug, right? Yeah. Because your laugh, your laugh, your laugh is my drug. Holy shit, I forgot until I looked at her album on my phone right now that her name is spelt with a dollar sign. So just let that sink in too. Yeah, she dropped it along the way. She did? Yeah. (gasps) I don't know what it was, but yeah, she dropped it. She changed her values, Jason. She Mm -hmm. realized that, you know, she was more connected to her spiritual side and money wasn't the most important thing. You know, love is. And there's, she has this album recently where she has a song. It's like Kesha, (laughs) Kesha featuring Kesha with a dollar sign, like her old self. No. Yeah, no. it's very meta. <laughs> oh, I love that. We also have We Are Who We Are. And just to note, the R's are spelt with just the letter R. This is another jam. You know we're superstars. We are who we are. We're dancing like we're done. LGBTQS trailblazer. Wouldn't you say? I mean, she did yeah. a whole speech about how this was an, a place of love and inclusion. And you looked out at the crowd and there was a lot of young, shockingly young people who were part of the queer community who were just like living their best lives. Yeah. You'd love to see it. Cash. Can we talk about Blow? Mm-hmm. I realize these are all off the same album, but oh Dance. my God. This place Blow. I mean, every time I wanted to sit down, because you know I enjoy a plush seat at a concert, I had to jump up again. Just hit after hit after hit. I also made some observations. Uh, Jason, Kesha was giving Hamilton before Lin-Manuel Miranda was giving Hamilton, okay? The whole, like, I'm going to talk like this and tell you about some shit, and it's basically spoken word with a beat. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's Hamilton. Okay. Second... I have not been to a concert since Beyonce. And I think, I'm going to say this on record, Kesha works harder. Oh. How so? Because, well, like you think about it, Beyonce is in a a massive stadium with 70,000 people there. She has like 40 dancers, a full band, screens, lights, Blue Ivy, DJ Khaled. You're barely looking at Beyonce. There's so much else going on, right? Kesha's shit is very bare bones. It's like two shirtless male dancers, two musicians, and her performing for 2,000 people. It's like a very intimate setting to try to work your choreo. Like, she has literal props and costume changers in a Tupperware container located on the stage. No. (laughs) Yeah, it's like going for the theatricality of Lady Gaga on like a Jesse Crookshank budget, you know? And she makes it work. Yeah, that's her vibe, I think, is like that, like DIY, yes. do it in the moment. I mean, I literally died when one of the like hot shirtless dancers took a horse head out of a Tupperware container, put it on, and started dancing to Timber. That was it for me. <laughs> I was like, I think this is the greatest show I've ever been to, to quote Jason. And I will say this, Jace, I stayed way too late because I just wanted to hear praying. And between every song, I was just in the corner going, praying. Praying, And she made me wait until the encore. And it was worth it. And then as I like went out to get my car before everybody left the venue, I literally walked past five teenage girls getting into their mom's minivan. And I actually felt okay about myself in that moment. Mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, yeah, look at me. I'm young. Also, love the minivan. Anyway, Jace, you were there with me in spirit, so I got you a gift. 
I got oh. you a gift, and I cannot wait to bring it back to you. Okay. Oh, okay. Jason loves merch, everybody. Jason lives for merch. And so you think I was going to walk past a Kesha merch table and not get you something? Oh, fun. I can't wait to see it. I love I just merch. didn't know your size. I didn't want to get you a medium because I, I think that's offensive to some men. So I did get you a large. No, that's perfect for me. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, great. Can't wait to deliver this. Um, it's a, it's an early holiday gift to bestow upon you, Jason, my producer. Should we move on? Yes. Should I say it's been a week like Kesha? Yes, definitely. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so many things to talk about before we call Mary from <laughs> Selling Sunset. So should we get to it, bitch? Yes, it's been a week. So many things to talk about before we call Mary from Selling Sunset. So should we get to it, bitch? Yes, it's been a week. <laughs> Pretty good. Okay. It's been a week. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. I have a new appreciation for her talent. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's get to it. This past weekend, my feed was flooded with cutout dresses, spray tans, and a lot of middle-aged women throwing shade, also known as BravoCon. And as we have discussed, I am new to Bravo, okay? I started watching Vanderpump Rules just so I could understand Scandaval. I dipped my toe into Real Housewives of New York, but I'm busy, so I don't really know what BravoCon is, and that makes me feel dumb. And so it's time for another edition of Dumb and Busy. Ooh, Dumb and Busy. What is BravoCon? You've been asking yourself tirelessly for the past seven days. I've done a deep dive so you don't have to. Let's begin. As all good researchers do, I started by Googling, what is BravoCon? And according to the internet, it's a place where you can quote, go all in on a weekend of epic events, unfiltered moments, jaw-dropping revelations, and meet your new Bravo besties. Immerse yourself in live panels from all your fave shows and mingle with 150-plus Bravo lebs you know and love. Turn your Bravo-holic dreams into a reality. I did more research because making your Bravo-holic dreams a reality with Bravo Lebs isn't cheap, Jason. A three-day, can you guess this? Do you know? Have you investigated a three-day general admission pass? Guess how much it costs. Um, I've heard it's very expensive. Hundreds of dollars. $550. For the three-day all-in? For a general admission pass, three days all-in. Okay. Okay. There's also a $1,200 VIP pass that's going to get you early entry and preferred seating. But then keep in mind, that doesn't include the thousands of dollars you're also going to spend traveling to Las Vegas, staying in Las Vegas, and partying in Las Vegas with your new Bravo besties. Yeah. I love that in the professional description of this event on the website, they didn't even write favorite. They wrote fave. Oh, I can picture the, exactly the person who wrote that. It's actually like not the person you think. It's definitely someone who's out of the demo and is trying to like speak the language of the demo. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, absolutely. For sure. Your fave. Bravo besties. 
I also stumbled upon the FAQ section of the website in case anyone was wondering. If you're breastfeeding, you are not allowed to bring that baby to BravoCon. It is an 18-plus only event. However, they have a lactation room available for any needs you may have throughout the weekend. Aw, inclusive. I would love to meet the women who have ditched their babies to head out to BravoCon. <laughs> Take this newborn. I've got to go boo Tom Sandoval. And let's get to that, because in case you're also dumb and busy or you happen to be locked in the lactation room, here are the three biggest stories to come out of BravoCon 2023. Number one, at the Vanderpump Rules panel, Tom Sandoval was booed multiple times for cheating on Ariana Maddox, mainly just for being there. And I'm not sure it was right. I don't know. It feels like a long time ago. Like, have we not moved on? He did a shitty thing, but booing someone you paid $1,200 to see, let's be honest, you got that early access VIP pass so you could see that mustache in close up. Like, he's one of the most VIP guests. You're not there for captain number 12 on below deck? I don't even know if that's a thing. (laughs) You're there to unpack Scandaval with the cast. So don't boo this man. Fortunately, Lala Kent agrees. She stood up mid-BravoCon after he was booed and defended him. Listen to this. I have, I don't know that it's respect, right? I'm not quite sure what to call it. But with everyone really hating on Tom, he still went out, he still performed shows, life went on. He's sitting in front of y'all while y'all boo him. And I have to be honest, if I were in his position... I tell y'all to go fuck off. I mean, we could all use someone named Lala telling y'all to go fuck off (laughs) on our behalf. And now I'm wondering if they were booing him because of what he did to Ariana or if they're booing him because he's literally sitting there manspreading in a skirt with a blazer and nothing else. I mean, it's the most obnoxious look I have ever seen, even at BravoCon in Las Vegas. Number two, Kyle Richards from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills shared an update on her split from her husband of 27 years, Maurizio Umanski. Did I pronounce that right, Jace? Yes, you did. Thank you so much. They recently announced their separation. Is this the first time she's addressed it publicly? She's commented on it before briefly. Okay. Just like the very like PR, we're working through this. Like, Right. Give us our privacy. Well, this time she got emotional. It's interesting because they're both still living in the same house with their family while they figure things out. And when she was asked about it, she broke down into tears. Listen to this. You know, we're just trying to figure it out. We know that we love each other. And um, I just want to say that, you know, a lot of people think, you know, like, what what are you doing? Just pull together, fix everything. Obviously, that's what I would want. Um, This is not my idea of my fairy tale, clearly. (laughs) You know, but... um, I'm sorry, I just... um, Thank you. That's hard. That's hard. I really feel for anyone going through a separation like this, especially after 27 years. But, you know, she's up on stage at BravoCon. He's over competing on Dancing with the Stars. Like, Mm -hmm. they're still doing it. I feel that they're going to be okay. Me too. I think they're going to get back together. Do you? Yeah. They're so hot together. Like, they feel like they were meant to be together. Yeah. Right? And I don't know if this is 100% accurate, but I feel like... So they filmed the latest season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I Uh think they, like, tried to time it 
so they could go through all this when they weren't filming. But it got out <gasps> oh, early, and then they started. As a diehard fan, I follow all of this, but like they, Please tell I, us more. when they they stopped filming, and then the a divorce announcement came out, and they picked back up filming again to like get get it all on camera. Oh, Scandal so really style. She tried, she tried to like do it quietly. Interesting. Jason, we should have yeah. done a where in the world is Jason, my producer. Are you in Las Vegas right now? Are you coming to <laughs> us live from BravoCon? I wish. No. Yeah. No. Well, maybe we should go next year just for research purposes, you know? Yeah. Press trip. Press trip. Yeah. Which leads us to number three. Just before BravoCon. Like days before, former Bravo celebrity Bethany Frankel went to Vanity Fair to do a Bravo expose, a Bravo pose. She called it a reality reckoning, which actually sounds better. She blasted Andy Cohen for exploiting reality stars. As we've talked about on this podcast, she said she wants to create a union to protect reality stars from exploitative practices. Andy hasn't commented on this until now. Here's what he said at BravoCon. I am focusing on the joy that these shows bring people and everyone here is so happy and they're happy to embrace our 170 Bravo celebrities that are here that are happy to be here and embrace the shows themselves. So that's that's really where I'm at. I'm in a place of I'm living my joy like Oprah. I've lived that's such a like non answer plus little dig. All the Bravo celebrities who are happy to be here and not trashing me in Vanity Fair. He really is, though, like the Oprah of Bravo. That's sort of what Mm -hmm. Andy Cohen is. Do you find Andy Cohen attractive? Sidebar, sidebar, sidebar. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. No, I agree. He has a, he's a daddy energy. Yeah. (gasps) A real DILF energy. We're going to get to that momentarily. He should have been on this DILF list I'm about to talk about. I don't know. He just says he wants to celebrate the 170 Bravo celebrities that are being exploited. Sorry, celebrated. What did I say? Ooh. And I get it. There are thousands of drunk women who pay $1,200 to be there. Let's not bring them down with talk of fair pay and unions. Let them <laughs> boo Tom Sandoval in peace. So there you go. Now you know what BravoCon is. You can make your plans to go next year with Jason and I. And this has been dumb and busy. And I do feel that it might have made us dumber. Ooh, dumb and busy. What's next? What's next? <sighs> I've been salivating for this one. Because sometimes the internet can tear people apart. But this week... It brought the world together when 25,000 people voted for DILF of the Year on a DILF Twitter account. (laughs) First and foremost, why was I not following at Archived DILFs until now? Second, congratulations to the 60 DILFs who received votes on a list That is vast and varied, okay? I want you to pull this list up in front of you, Jace, because I actually don't know a few of these DILFs. They seem like European DILFs that I clearly have to look up if I want to stay cultured. Wagner Mura, Nicolas Waldo, I do not know these DILFs. But near the bottom of the list, let's start here. You have Patrick Dempsey, Orlando Bloom, Colin Farrell, Matthew Lillard inexplicably got 5% of the vote. 
I think like maybe we were all watching Scream around Halloween when we were voting. Like, I don't know what's going on with that, but congrats to him. And then you have Chris Hemsworth, Ryan Gosling, Paul Rudd. These are the definitions of DILF. Dads, I'd like to fuck. But inexplicably, on this DILF of the year list are non-dads, like Jake Gyllenhaal, Adam Driver, Chris Evans. Listen, I understand that you can have the essence of a daddy, but you should not qualify for a DILF list if you are not a dad. Okay, if you are not a father, that's like making a hot moms of the year list and putting Zendaya on it. Like, (laughs) no, that's not fair to the moms. And putting a childless Chris Evans on this list is not fair to the dads because dads age at a different rate than non-dads. That's actually scientific. Just, it's a scientific fact. They do. Their hotness cannot be compared. Which is why now I'm left extremely confused by the top DILF of 2023, according to prestigious DILF (laughs) Twitter account, Archive DILF. With almost 10,000 votes, congratulations to Pedro Pascal, which we have celebrated On this show, I believe we did a Calling All Thirsty Moms about Mm -hmm. Pedro Pascal. I mean, he is a daddy. But I'm confused, Jason, because Pedro Pascal is not a dad. Yeah. Has no children. But, like, at the same time, wears knit cardigans on red carpets and gives strong daddy vibes without being a daddy. So I don't know what to think. Here's what he said about being called a daddy at the Hollywood Reporter Actors Roundtable. It seems a little role-related, I think. There was a period where um, The Mandalorian is very daddy to baby Grogu. Um, Joel is very uh, daddy to Ellie. These are daddy parts? Yeah. That's what it is. Are you a daddy? I'm not a daddy. And I'm not going to be a daddy. (laughs) He doesn't even want to be a daddy. So this is not even daddy in his future. So can he really qualify as a DILF, Jason? Uh, (laughs) Can he? I don't think so. Right? I don't want to spoil this Twitter account's hard work, but uh, (gasps) it doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem fair. Because you know who else works hard, Jason? Dads. Actual dads who keep children alive. To me, this is an outrage. But this man took a whopping 35% of the vote away from actual daddies who have earned their title fair and square. I might have to write a strong worded letter to at archive DILFs. And I'm going to have to Google a lot of photos under Pedro Pascal hot daddy as I do it, just to make sure the letter is informed. Congratulations to all the DILFs, especially Matthew Lillard. What's next? What's next? We all remember when I sent in my application to stay at Gwyneth Paltrow's Montecito guest house on Airbnb. If you recall, I did not win. The great disappointment. I don't even know who won, by the way. They never announced it. Next time I saw Gwyneth, she was shoving her Oscar under her door. But there's new hope for all of us. Our mom's version of Gwyneth Paltrow, Martha Stewart, just collaborated with Booking.com and listed her Bedford, New York, quote, tenant house for one night only on the Saturday before American Thanksgiving. And let's just say, it's even more over the top than Gwyneth's. 
Well, this is a great place. I'd book it. Oh, it's mine. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and welcome to my farm here in Bedford, New York. I just want you all to know that I am listing the tenant house on Booking.com for one night only. Two lucky people will have a wreath-making session with Kevin Sharkey, or a delicious brunch prepared by Thomas Joseph, and a garden tour. The dogs do not come to the house. Oh, I repeat, the dogs do not come with the house. I love when Martha tries to do comedy. Yeah. She's really, really <laughs> going for it. This is a neat house. Oh, it's mine. <laughs> Am I like, okay, a delicious brunch? Sure. A garden tour? Okay. Maybe I'll see Martha in a bikini, TBD. But I'm not really like, could I pass on the wreath making session? Is that allowed? I don't know. It's a $15.2 million farm. So, like, I do want to see that and stay there. She says it's a charming place amidst beautiful gardens next to my big original greenhouse. I don't even think I need to see her big original greenhouse. (laughs) As we talk this out, I actually don't think I would enjoy a stay with Martha. Would you? I agree. I would be so on edge. So on edge. I'd be so self-conscious. I'd be like, this sweater is is Joe Fresh. It's not cashmere. I, she's judging. I wouldn't know how to fold the napkin or what fork to use at the brunch. I don't even know where I'd hang a DIY wreath, let alone if I want to make one. And I would absolutely not pronounce the foliage correctly on the garden tour. So on second thought, I'm not applying to stay at Martha Stewart's guest house. And that feels liberating. What's next? What's next? Congratulations with a K, but you could tell because I pronounced it. Congratulations to Courtney Kardashian and America's second favorite, Travis, who welcomed a baby boy this week. We think the baby's name is Rocky. At time of recording, it has not officially been announced. But we knew the baby had arrived because Travis Barker was photographed pulling in and out of the hospital over the course of a couple of days. My question, Jason, is where was he going? Yeah. If your wife just gave birth to your baby, where are you off to? I assume you've arranged care for your other kids. You're not touring. Your wife just pushed a human being out of her loins. So where are you off to, Travis Barker? Because you should not be leaving her side. I gave birth to all three of my kids in that very hospital. There is a Starbucks in the hospital. There's a cafeteria. There are many great local restaurants that deliver to the hospital. But he knows that because he was also spotted eating dinner at one while she was in the hospital with the newborn. He was photographed dining with friends at a local vegan eatery. No. No. I'm sorry. If I am suffering, sleeping on a cot with a diaper and a catheter next to my screaming newborn, so are you. You're not popping back Labasses to get a good night's sleep on your California king. You are curling up on that vinyl armchair right next to me, ready to help me walk to the bathroom or shoot the squeeze bottle up my vagina or hold my hand while I attempt to poop at 3 a.m. That's what you are doing, Travis. But congratulations, Travis. I'm sure he's adorable. You know who wouldn't do that, Jason? Who? Travis Kelsey. What's next? What's next? I love him now. I just love him. Yeah. I follow the podcast. I think he's the most charismatic, charming man in America. I'm not ashamed to say it. 
Next only to Romaine Bonet of Selling Sunset. Can we get to our phone a friend? So Selling Sunset Season 7 came out this week and I devoured it like my kids' Halloween candy because the badass business bitches did not hold back in Season 7. The fingerless gloves came off. Every woman on the show, even the small bald men on the show, were out for blood this season. There was only one cast member who somehow managed to stay out of the drama, so I'm going to call her to single-handedly drag her into it. Let's phone a friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. I am phoning Mary Bonet. She's one of the few original Selling Sunset cast members. She's been on the show so long, she had a different name when she started. She was Mary Fitzgerald, got married on the show. Now she's Mary Bonet. She has been there through it all. But this season, we see a whole new side of her when she gets pregnant. And I will warn you, there will be some spoilers during this conversation, but it's not like we're talking about succession, okay? It is selling sunset. You can still listen to this call and enjoy the season, I promise. Hello? Hello, Mary. Hi. Hi. Okay, I know I'm like, we're supposed to be on the phone, but I can can I reveal that we are on Zoom and I wore my most merry pink blazer for this call, and you are also wearing a pink blazer. I mean, uh, twist. Could it be more perfect? (laughs) Mary, we did it. Can I just tell you this? I have had three of your colleagues, your fellow sellers of Sunset on this podcast, Brie, Amanza, and Nicole. I have been desperate to get you on here. And now, days after the release of season seven, here we are. Here we are. I'm so glad it worked out. Me too, because we have so much to discuss. Yeah. (gasps) (laughs) Let's just begin with this. Like, you are the O group OG. You have been at the Oppenheim group on Selling Sunset since the beginning. Yeah. So in seven seasons... What has grown the most? The brokerage, interest rates, the height of Jason's girlfriends, or the lips and breasts <laughs> of your colleagues? Uh, D, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely all of the above. Oh, okay. I love yeah, that. What are you going to do? <laughs> so we also have seen you really grow and evolve As a person, you have gotten married on Selling Sunset. You've gotten a new house, a couple of new houses, I think. Yeah. You've gotten a management role at the office. And in episode one of season seven, you got pregnant. Yeah. A lot has happened. A lot lot. has happened. A lot. Yeah. And my favorite part about that pregnancy reveal is the way you're like, hunk of a husband Romaine reacts to your pregnancy. Like, I'm sorry. He is simultaneously the cutest slash hunkiest. Like, I put him in the Travis Kelsey category of lovable beefcake. Is Would you agree? Yes. Absolutely. And honestly, he's always been like this. I'm just so glad that people are finally seeing this because I think in the beginning, he people did not um take to him as well is that true yeah people just assumed he was like some gold digger and he couldn't speak english and i was like you guys oh my gosh and and still they don't show the really funny side of him he is hilarious too and he has like a huge vocabulary he just has an accent 
But um, of course, please. Yeah. I'm like, who's who's mad at a hot young guy with a French accent? I'm sorry. Right? <laughs> what are you I'm, working with? I know. I'm so lucky, and he's lucky too, Mary. Yeah. I mean, I also just like to me when you're waiting for the pregnancy test, he's literally shaking it like a Polaroid <laughs> picture. I was like, that's how you know your man has never impregnated anyone else. By the way, he did not know what to do with that test. <laughs> He did it. It was so cute. I didn't even realize so he was doing that until cute. I watched it back. <laughs> it was the best. He's like, <laughs> I was so doing cute. shock. But wait, were you really in shock? Because I used to work with our mutual friend, Adam DeVello. I uh-huh. hosted the Hills After Show when he did that show. Yeah. And, you know, I know how those shows work. Sometimes it's not the first time you're <laughs> reacting to something. Was that a real reaction? Was that the first time you took a pregnancy test was on camera? That was the first time. I wanted to the day before. And and they kept falling. They knew we were trying to get pregnant in, in Bali. And so on the way back, um, they they the producers would call me like, almost daily saying, are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? And then finally I was like, well, I was like, okay, I still don't know, but I think so. I was like, because I'm, I'm late and I'm going to take a test. I'm like, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. You have to wait for us. And I was like, you guys, I, I do a lot for you guys. I'm not going to not take a pregnancy test. I was like, I want to know. And so they said, just please wait till the morning. We're filming right now. Wait till the morning. We'll be there bright and early. Just can you wait a couple hours? And so I, so I waited, but yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <gasps> wow. That's incredible <laughs> that they're like literally want to be there for every moment. Oh my God. Yeah. And this was obviously like, I mean, you have a grown son. You were pregnant with him when you were 15. So it meant a lot to you, right? To find out that you were pregnant again at this sort of joyful moment in your life. Where it was joyful, yes. I mean, and and it was it was an amazing experience with my son. It's not the same thing now. Yeah. Finding out on that test and finding out on this one, much different reactions. Much it was different. a oh like kind of reaction on <laughs> on the first one. This one is like, well, I still would believe I said that, but it was in a different oh, yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. By the way, when I found out I was pregnant with my third child, it was oh. a it was a no yeah. fuck. It <laughs> yeah. was a, a no fuck, and it was in a Seven Eleven bathroom, so not as chic oh. as in my <laughs> living room with a camera crew. Yes. Um, I want to play a clip of the moment you revealed to your colleagues that you were pregnant because these are smart, badass business bitches <laughs> and they did not get it. Uh-uh. Listen to this. <laughs> I wanted to remain to come to like measure something out to see if there's like a little place for like a little nursery or something like that for Heather, me, Bree. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> you didn't get no, it. You kind of missed part of that. Yeah, you did get it. She Wait. got it. Wait! <laughs> oh, Took him long enough. I mean, Mary, I was like, guys, hello. I, I think Chriselle was the only one that let, got it like right away. Everybody yeah. else is just like, huh? Jason's so like, no, no, what? we're not having a nursery. No. I know. I know. By the way, I feel like that suggestion was not a bad one. They should have built a nursery instead of a shuffleboard table. Right? We can sound perfect. Yeah. 
At least wait. get us a lactation room, boys, <laughs> and that $1.2 million renovation. Right? Not thoughtful. Uh, not thoughtful. <laughs> After sharing the joy of your pregnancy, you suffered a miscarriage. And I am a mom. So many of my listeners are, are moms. And I, I just want to say to you on behalf of all of us, like who and many of us who have gone through the same thing, thank you for being so open about it. Thank you for showing your pain and your partner's pain. I thought it was so refreshing to see it on a on a show that usually is so glossy. Right. Were you scared? Like, were you afraid kind of for that part of the show to come out when it did? I was afraid to relive it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it, it actually took me a lot longer to, um, I mean, I don't know if you ever get over something like, mm-hmm. but, um, but it took me a lot longer to just cope on a daily basis. It just hurt so mm-hmm. bad. And I didn't expect that. I didn't even consider it. It was just a very odd experience. And and once it, it took me quite a few months. I think it's been around six months or so since since the miscarriage. And and it took me a few months to even want to leave the house. Um, yeah. it, it was just a, kind of a tough time. And, and, you know, everything's better now. But I have had to then prepare myself for rewatching and reliving it. Um, and so, you know, I'm doing okay with that. It's just, it's not fun, but, but it's, I think it's something that's necessary because it does happen so much. And so I think to try to help women feel not alone is important. And you really have, I mean, I can see that that outpouring of support that you have been receiving in just the last like six days since the show has come out from so many women who have gone through the same thing and are grateful that you were willing and able to kind of share it as publicly as you did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's nice to hear it hasn't been easy, but I think it's important for all of us to, you know, just talking about it it, for whatever reason, it sounds kind of messed up, but, but Mm -hmm. it, it almost makes you feel better to know that somebody else went through it too. And, and to hear their stories, it's like, yeah. it's kind of messed up to hear someone else's heartbreak. And you're like, oh, that makes me feel better. It's like, yeah. but it's like <laughs> no. that's so wrong. That's but- life. <laughs> that is life. That is how we connect. And I'm, yeah. and no, it's so true. And you and Romaine are not going to stop trying, right? Because that baby's going to be very cute. Oh, thank you. No, we're not going to stop trying. Um, okay. there, um, I, I have, and it's going to be more complicated because on top of all this, part of my anatomy is different that, um, in my uterus that, that is going to make it more difficult. It's called a unicornian mm. uterus. And basically we're part of it. Excuse is it, use me? It's not as special as it sounds. A it's unicornian a- uterus. That uh-huh. sounds so much better than like a geriatric pregnancy or all of the other terrible terms that they put on with pregnant women. Tell me about your unicornian uterus. It's only got one horn, which means not <gasps> human, which means part of it's not formed. Okay. Yeah. Mm, not no, special. That's a sh- <laughs> that is a very deceptive name. Yeah. I don't like it. I me either. So listen, when you do if you do you know have uh-huh. that baby it will be a rainbow unicorn baby yes yes so the baby's yeah. gonna be very very special very special yeah um 
you used to get involved in the drama, but for the past two seasons, I love, Mary, that you have just <laughs> tapped out, okay? You are <laughs> over it. Is that because you really are just, like, too busy for the bullshit? Or is there a part of you that feels comfortable enough with your role on Selling Sunset that you don't need to be constantly involving yourself in the drama to keep the restoration hardware desk? <laughs> you know? No, I actually thought last season, I was like, they're going to let me go. Because I'm just, <gasps> I am not, uh, I mean, I'm just, I refuse to, I refuse to get in the dirt. I, I just, it drives me crazy. And I think, and then also production was really good to me on season seven because they know how much I just, I hate conflict. I'm like, if, if you have something to hash out, okay. But just the nonsense back and forth and like everyone having something. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm not going to do this. It's I'm an adult. I have work to do. I have a reputation to uphold. I don't want to have a heart attack at the age of 43. <laughs> and I'm just, no, I don't want to do it. And I'm not going to. I mean, excuse me. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> Because truly, like on any reality show, you have to stay involved in the plot lines or else you become Davina. You feel me on that? Yeah. No, I, yeah, I just, I, I'm not going to. If they don't, it's just not who I am. If they don't want me um, for who I am, then I'll have a spinoff. I'll do something else. I'll just go straight back to okay, whatever. Yeah. But I'm not going to get in the middle of it. I'm just not. I love that. <laughs> you do really like expertly stay out of other people's business this season. Oh. And you just told me you're not going to get in the middle of it, but mm. I am going to drag you right <laughs> into the middle of it, Mary. Okay. I'm going to ask you to weigh in on other people's conflicts in a segment I am calling other people's badass business. <laughs> okay. Other people's badass business. Because at one point, by the way, on this season, you say, I love them all, but fuck them all. So right now, I want you to just say fuck them all okay. and give me the honest truth. Okay. okay. First, Jason's new 25-year-old girlfriend, Mari Lou, is upset this season that his ex-girlfriend, Chriselle, doesn't want to be friends with her. Let me ask you this, Mary. If you have to spend time around your ex's new partner, is it okay to be cordial or do you have to be friends? Yeah, don't have to be friends. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Chriselle was definitely right on that situation. And she handled it like a champ. Listen, I haven't agreed with Chriselle on many things, but this thing, that conversation, I was like, I was very much in her corner. Okay. Yeah. Brie reveals in this season that she slept with Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Did you get details? Um, I did behind the scenes. I'm not going to share those details. <laughs> I was so devastated, Mary. I had, I talked to Brie like several weeks ago and I did not have this information to ask follow-up questions. So now I just had to ask mm, you. I'm, I'm jealous. Uh, yeah. Are, yeah. He's a hottie. We all? Yeah. He's, he's a hottie. like, I think he's in my top five. Yeah. So maybe I'll slide into Brie's DM for the details. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure she'll offer them, but I don't think it was as impressive of details as, as what we're hoping them to be, but. Oh, wait, what kind of details uh, were you talking uh, about? I was thinking like where, when, how, but I feel oh. like you're thinking like how big. You know I, have, I, mean? I have details. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to call Brie back up. Get her back on. Yeah, 
she'll be back. Yeah. She'll be back. Okay. So this season ends with Brie ripping off her mic and literally saying, like, fuck this show. I'm done. Do you think she's for real, for real done? I sure hope not. I, I love mm. Brie. You know, we're very different people, but I actually understand her very well. It's like, she's a very easy person to get along with because it's like, just whatever energy you give her, she gives back. It's not, don't screw her over. And she won't come at you. Yes. I think she's hilarious. And she's a really fun, cool girl. I really like her. I love that. I feel yeah. the same way. Yeah. And now there's this new girl that Brie is not feeling, Cassandra. <laughs> yeah. Can you just tell me how you feel about her social approach? Because she, like, on the one hand, she's a go-getter. She'll put herself out there, slide into your DMs, tell you what she wants. But it can come across as, like, a little creepy and i think someone described it as, as stepford wifey yeah. where do you stand mary um well watching that back i completely agree i mean mm. i think she just tries to act too perfect and like that is not okay um like that it's just very fake and um, yeah yeah i don't know a little creepy but yeah, we got. I got a little shivers with with Cassandra, but I want to see more. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, um, I don't know why I she would got also, it, To be honest, like I mean, she's not part of our. She's not part of our show. She's. I've never heard of her before. Or met her like in a real estate community. I'm like, who is she? <gasps> I'm sorry. I love that you're like literally. What? Who is this person who's <laughs> now at our party? What, yeah. Where, what, oh, Excuse me? I know. Uh, yeah, I was so confused. I was like, what, how did she keep showing? She, she showed up in Cabo? She showed up. Uh, why, who is she? Why is she here? But It was a little single white female energy. Not my business. No, no. I need to tell you about my favorite moment of the season. Maybe the entire series was watching Brett and Jason argue over the budget of the new office. Because oh, yeah. Mary... I have six-year-old identical twin boys who, side note, I did dress up as Brett and Jason for Halloween, and they fight constantly. Oh, yeah. So it was like a weird window into my future. Have you seen them argue like that before? Constantly. They are <gasps> always... I can't believe this is the first time that it's yeah. ever been shown. They are constantly arguing. They have legit gotten into physical altercations over um, Romaine's chicken on his plate no wait it is yeah it it is like where there was chicken on there and and or on somebody else's plate and romaine's like oh i'll take it and then jason brother like no i'll take bro that's not yours i said i was gonna take it like it was we're like what and they literally got in a physical altercation at a restaurant. Because it's like, this is so informative for me as <laughs> I'm navigating all of this right now with my six-year-old boys who also have the same face. I'm like, uh -huh. oh shit, they're just going to fight over chicken uh -huh. into their 40s. Oh yeah, they will. It will never ever end. They'll be best friends and they will love each other more than anything, but they will fight and yes. compete over every single oh. thing. Yeah. Oh. Up to the last bite. I know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mary, for yeah. sliding a little bit up into other people's business. <laughs> yeah. Other people's badass business. I do have some like very niche real estate questions, and I feel like you will be the most real estate in answering them. So can I ask you the thing that I think 
I lose sleep over in watching Selling Sunset is when seven realtors walk into a brand new home. Let's say it's finished by Romaine, who's been working tirelessly on the hardwood floors, and they're wearing six-inch stilettos. (laughs) Does it not ruin the floors? Um, It depends what kind of floors. There are some of them that will wear booties on. But um, but for the sake of the show, no, I've never seen booties, Mary. Please, not since season one have there been booties. I know. Well, in real life, like well, I mean, it is real oh. life, but we would wear booties. Um, the owners oh, and yeah. stuff will allow us to to do it to for the sake of the show. But <gasps> but we all the production crew has booties on. And so, in real life, if you were to go into like a fresh, we would all would- be putting booties on. Over the stilettos, or or you're taking the shoes off. Either or, as long as we <gasps> we can we can either take our shoes off and walk barefoot, or or in socks, or we can keep the the stilettos on but have booties on top of any shoes to keep them from getting dirty and getting damaged and damaging. Mary Bonet, I can finally <laughs> sleep at night. Thank you so much. Yeah. Have we survived the mansion tax? <sighs> Barely. No. It's it's still. <laughs> It, it really, really slowed down the whole the whole market in this area, for sure. Yeah. It's very, very slow. Um, so it's just are not um, moving. We don't have as many developments um, going on. There's not enough profit. And, um, yeah, it's definitely taking a toll on the market around mm. here. Mm, along, really with, along with interest rates. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. kind of a disaster. I, okay. So I found myself saying Hail Mary for many <laughs> of your coworkers this season because the insults being thrown got dark. Like they needed my prayers. So I'm going to list a few of the biggest insults I heard in season seven. And you tell me if it's a prey or a sleigh. Okay. Prey meaning like too harsh, way too oh, harsh across okay. the line. Okay. Slay meaning like mm, kind of funny and or deserved. Okay. Ray or slay? Here we go. Nicole calls Emma a social climber. I would say prey on that one. I would say prey. Prey. Oh, you're going to say prey? Well, <gasps> because only because of how much it, it affected um, Emma, because she tries really hard not. She's like, that's anything but who I am. And I think, yeah. I think that to her is like, don't call me something I'm not. Call me a slut. Call me like a, like, do something like where it's like, she's like, she doesn't care. She's like, yeah, I guess like a slut. It's fine. Like, but, but she like, um, like, call her a hoochie mom, something like that, where she, I'd be right. like, okay, okay. Um, by the way, I wish someone would call someone else a hoochie mama me in too. 2023. I would be, I would revive that. I insult. mean, I mean, I think, I think we should bring that back on the show. <laughs> me too. I think we just did. Uh, yeah. I think we just did. I'm going to try to work hoochie mama into this podcast more okay. regularly. <laughs> I don't know how that just came out so naturally. <laughs> I love it so much. Chriselle says to Mary Lou, I feel like I'm losing brain cells on this conversation. Like, slay. Slay, slay. Yeah, yeah, slay. Emma says Nicole is, quote, as fake as the meat in my empanada. <laughs> slay. 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 I mean, we love Nicole. Nicole and I have yeah. literally been texting about the season. Love yeah. Nicole, but that was a slay. That yeah. was funny. Yeah, it was funny. Amanda says about Alex Hall from Selling the OC, you have 400 million in active listings, then why are you wearing a Fashion Nova dress? <laughs> Slay. 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 Yes. I died. Yes. <laughs> Nicole to Chriselle, you're an awful human being, truly. 
Oh, I'm pray. 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 Yeah, let's pray. That wasn't good. Yeah. Um, how about Chriselle to Nicole? Nicole, I make more than you in five minutes than you could ever make in five years. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny. I say slay. Slay. I say slay. Because it's, I mean, honestly, it's, it's pretty funny. true. It's also pretty true. Crystal makes, like, big bucks. So, I mean, I... I, I think it's funny. Though, the way she said it, it's funny. Okay, I love that. That's a slay. But now I'm going to move on to something that I think we're actually going to have to just stop and start praying. Yeah. Michelle I- to Nicole, you rearranged your whole face. You got everything done. Great. Pray. 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 Cue Kesha's praying. Yes. Pray. That was way too far, right? Yeah. Like, that was, it was too far. Me. And I, I, I love Crystal, but it was too far. Finally, this is Brie about Cassandra. Get your hair conditioned, Cassandra. <laughs> Get your split ends cut and maybe some fucking eyelashes, you yeah. basic ass bitch. Yeah. Um, <gasps> that's Slay. Slay. I mean, this as she's walking out, I had to rewind it and hear it three times. I couldn't believe. I, I just like because of how aggressively, to me, how aggressive Cassandra came in and started going at her. I'm like, eh, at that point, gloves are off. Mary, thank you for taking your gloves off for that game <laughs> of prey or slay. Prey or slay. Okay, the reunion comes out next week, November 15th on Netflix. Can you give us any teasers? Are we going to have to pray afterwards? Are we slaying? What can we expect? Oh, you're going to be praying? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's down in the dirt on some some parts of it. I think some things you will get some clarification on. There's other parts where you're like, oh, that did not happen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I cannot wait. Okay. Yeah. And season eight, are we still waiting for announcement on season eight? I think so, yeah. Mary, I just want to say to my phonies that the way Mary answered that question, her eyes kind of like darted around. So I have a feeling <laughs> we're going to get good news. We're going to get good news about season eight. Um, Mary Bonet, please send my love to Romaine because you know I've established she's a lovable hunk. Love yes. him. Love you. Love this tiny little poodle dog that has been <laughs> sitting on your lap throughout this conversation. Congratulations on being a part of literally one of the biggest shows in the entire world, like number one in the planet for seven Crazy. seasons. Yeah. Uh, can't wait for the reunion next week. And thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Now we just have to say bye. But like, instead of just saying bye, I would like to say Mary Bonet. Bye, Hoochie Mama. <laughs> bye, Hoochie Mama. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Mary Bonet, who is a sleigh. She's a sleigh. And I will pray for a Mary Romaine baby in season eight. I really am sending them so much positivity and love. Thank you, Mary. And it's true. I mentioned to Mary, I have been texting with Nicole and DMing with Amanda while I'm watching season seven. Okay, get me a damn desk next to the $100,000 pool table. I'm basically a cast member. I have to rearrange my face first. I think that's what I learned, and I will have to do that, but I'm almost there. After the break, something I said last week has sparked a global conversation, and we're getting into it next. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? 
Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 53124 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. We're back. And last week we played a viral TikTok video from 9 to 5 girl, a 21-year-old girl who went viral for crying on TikTok, complaining about how hard it is to have a life outside of your 9 to 5 job. I had elderly woman thoughts. And I asked you to share yours and you did. Jay, my DMs were blowing up all week about 9 to 5 girl. And so was my answering machine, which is a piece of technology 9 to 5 girl has never heard of. Let's check my voicemail. <laughs> check, check, check your voicemail. Hi, Jesse. This is Kim calling from Calgary. I am listening to your latest episode about the nine to five TikToker. As a mom of two who works shift work in healthcare, and I'm currently driving to a night class. I do not blame the younger generation at all. Keeping up with social media takes up. a lot of your free time. I know that when I have taken social media off my phone for like a little bit of a reset, I find I have so much extra time. Here's my question for you is how do you keep up with all of this pop culture content being a mom of 3 and like creating all of your content and doing your podcast and doing all these postings and everything that you do? Cuz I feel like if I don't look at Instagram for a week, I'm 5 years behind. Thank you. Love you. Kim from Calgary. I love you. I love this. And like first of all, I keep up with pop culture so you don't have to. Right? Like I know my audience. I know my phonies. You don't have time to know what's hot on TikTok or who was booed at BravoCon or what dilf you should be thirsting <laughs> after. So let me do God's work for you. Let me create a safe space each week to fill you in on all the things you absolutely do not need to know but want to so you feel relevant. Should that be our new tagline, Jay? Yeah, that's great. Phone a friend. All the things you absolutely do not need to know but want to so you feel relevant. Just like you have so much to think about in the world, your lives, your kids' lives, your work life. So just let me give you an hour where you don't have to think about any of it. This is your one-stop shop to numb your brain weekly. Second tagline. Numb your brain weekly with phone a friend. 
I guess what I'm saying is I keep up with pop culture for you. It's my act of charity, Kim. And mostly I do it while breastfeeding my toddler. That's my secret is that like every morning and every night, I am holding a giant human with one hand and scrolling on my phone in the other. I can't just sit there as she suckles out seven drops for 30 minutes. I have to multitask. That and then I have Jason. Jason, you know how to work mm-hmm. TikTok and, mm-hmm. you, and you do it well. And then the phonies DM me a lot. Like, a lot of these stories are crowdsourced by you. You see something you want me to talk about, and you pop that shit in my DMs fast. And then we talk about it days later. So I have help. I have help. But I do think what you brought up about 9 to 5 Girl is so interesting and so true, which is the amount of time, and you kind of touched on this last week, Jace. It's like the amount of time that her and her Gen Z brethren spend on social media Like, of course she doesn't have time to do anything for herself when she is working and commuting and keeping up with TikTok dances and comparing herself to Charlie D'Amelio, you know? On Sunday afternoons when I get my screen time of the week notification, do you get that? Yes. And it's like, you spent 93 hours on your phone. Um, Devastating. I'm like, oh yeah, I could have done a lot more. Gen Z spends four hours daily on social media. Wow. It's a lot. That's so much time. Yeah. I mean, I spent those four hours making Fimo jewelry with my best friend and selling it on our street corner. That was productivity. What were you doing, Jason, when you were not on social media as a youth? I was a reader. I was like so, <gasps> so dirty. Jay. Yeah. Like library reader. <gasps> yeah. Like what kind of books? Because the Britney biography was not out then. <laughs> so what, what were we reading? Anything. Like kid books. Sure, like a goosebump. Like Fear Street or like that stuff like that. Yes. <gasps> and that's why you're so cultured, worldly, and wise, <laughs> Jason, because you grew up reading. Okay. You know, and I also feel like this. Gen Z behavior that we are very quick to call entitlement is not their fault because they grew up with influencer culture. Like, if I could be influenced as a full-grown woman, and I can, okay, just ask the Skims nipple bra I pre-ordered. Imagine (laughs) what it does to your brain as a teenager, right? Four hours a day on social media, seeing people your age flaunting shoes, clothes, money, lifestyles, as if they should be attainable to you too. You know, do you remember you've this person we had a we had a 24 year old nanny once um jason i i told you about her a lot she was helping us with romy just when romy was born and i was on tour and she kept asking for a raise like constantly i was like you just started constantly asking for more money and we were paying this person a lot to watch a baby who could not even roll over yet right like more than most working adults make in this country and eventually she said to me oh, it's just so hard for me because my roommate is a content creator and she makes $30,000 a month and she's always getting sent everything for free and I can't even afford to get a new car and i was like oh yes this is a person who grew up with youtube culture Right? Like, whose friends are now making all this money for doing nothing. And so, of course, it's going to, like, fucking suck when you have to get up and work (laughs) your nine to five. Like, yes. Because for us, that's all we knew. We watched our parents get up and go to work. As Kim Kardashian famously said, get get their fucking asses up and work. (laughs) Right? And now, this generation watches their 
contemporaries get up and do a makeup tutorial. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I almost feel bad for them. Uh, it's I, the, the social media was like the wild, wild west when they were growing up. I feel like parents didn't know the impact that it would have. And they didn't really get the sort of skewed values that could seep into their kids' brains when they were watching their favorite YouTubers do an unboxing. Like, parents didn't even know what an unboxing was. Or a YouTuber, right? Now we know, sort of. Ish. And I think that we will be more cautious with what our kids can and cannot do on the internet as a result, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, my boys are absolutely going to have rotary phones and a pager if they're lucky, okay? I remember in high school, kids had pagers, and I thought they, I was so jealous. I had a pager in high school, Jason. And like, who's calling you in high school? Who's my mother. You? My mother. I had a pager. I asked for it for Hanukkah. Uh, got a red pager. And it was like mostly an accessory because literally the only person who would page me would be my mom. Yeah. And then I would never phone her back. But, what am I going to do? Go to the pay phone? Like, yeah, no. the, the cool kids would go to the pay phone and they had their like calling card from the Beckers and they would like call oh, their mom. Oh my God. Uh, <gasps> yeah. I think I convinced my mom to get me a pager because she really did think that she would be able to communicate with me if I had one. And then I just was like, fuck you, mom. I'm never calling you back. But look how hot these low-rise <laughs> jeans look with this red pager. And thinking back, I think the people who really started the pager trend at my high school were the drug dealers. Oh. So it was, it was a questionable trend. Anyways, we digress. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I was just trying to think of what's that Destiny's Child song mm. with the pager? Yes, um, yes, yes. Bugaboo. Oh what my she god. You make me want to throw my pager out the window. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, okay, well, now I know what song we need to play at the end of this episode. Sorry, Kesha. You've been replaced. Thank you, Kim from Calgary, for continuing the conversation in our voicemails. Please keep the voicemails coming about anything or page me. Anyway, let's get to the song Destiny's Child Bugaboo. You make me want to that is our show huge thanks to mary bonet for being so honest for spilling the damn selling sunset season seven tea we love her for it uh jason have an amazing week you too have a great weekend. Thanks. And then we'll talk uh, We'll talk next Thursday. Yeah. Okay, Beyonce, in your sequin cowboy hat circa 1999, steal Kesha's thunder and take it away. So Bye. Bye. was created by our mommy, Jessie Cruxen. The executive producers are Jessie Cruxen and Jason Yanba. The technical producer is Rob Perra. The amazing theme song and sexy interludes are by Jay Melanowski from Badwin SoundCloud.
Phone a Friend is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Credits are by us, Ray Gatika and Real Gatika. We're her kids. That's crazy, right? Wow, you're still listening? Okay, see you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.